It's Melanie White here with another episode of the Habitology Podcast. Today I want to talk about showing up and to start a conversation around that. I've been thinking a lot lately about professionalism and about how people show up in their businesses but also in their lives. I've been thinking about what it means to be friends with somebody, what it means to be a good wife or a good husband, what it means to be a good parent. And I don't mean good in the sense of somebody else's judgment. I mean according to your standards and values and beliefs. And in that context, on that note, have a think about what showing up means to you right now in your daily life. How well do you show up in the areas that matter most to you? Let's talk a little bit about what showing up means and why it might be important for you to do it. That's what this podcast is all about. I've defined showing up as investing 100% of yourself, your energy and your intention into an an experience, participating fully to the best of your ability. And the question might be then, what sits behind that? I think showing up means acting with personal integrity. You're there with a positive intention to do the right thing and to be the best that you can be in that situation or in that role. And then it makes sense that part of that is being totally committed to that action or that task, that role, and being accountable to yourself and others. I think that part is really important, that whole accountability thing. It's easy to be accountable to others and it's not so easy to be accountable to yourself, but it's actually really important for showing up. Think about it this way. If you wanted to be fitter and healthier so that you could be a great parent, then you have to be accountable to yourself in order to set and stick to and achieve the exercise and eating goals that you have so that you can be a great parent if you think that that's part of what a great parent is, being a role model to to your kids perhaps. So being committed is one thing, but being accountable to yourself and others is the other part of that. That means that you're somebody who sets and upholds your own moral and ethical standards. Now, this is a really juicy one because in the information age that we live in, we are tempted and swayed by the experience of others. We see so many people that are seeming to succeed or to win or to achieve and we want to be like those people. And it's great to have that sort of aspiration. But I question whether we are actually truly deeply committed to being like that or doing those actions or if it just looks good and seems like something we might enjoy if we had it we may not be truly committed to and accepting of the work that we need to do to get there so i think understanding your own moral and ethical standards is a huge part of showing up because if you know what's truly meaningful and important to you and you act and think in a way that supports those beliefs and values you're much more likely to be consistent and you're much more likely to achieve your goals. So that's a little bit of a background about all of the things that make up showing up. And the things that I didn't mention were courage, confidence, persistence and a few other things that we'll talk about in this podcast and others. Why should you show up? That's the question. Maybe you don't have a lot of people in your life or you're just living your day-to-day life and you're happy with that. That's, that's fine. But you must be interacting with others at some level and you must also be 
thinking about yourself and how you feel about yourself at some level. And if you want to bring the best at the very basic level to yourself and the relationships in your life, then showing up is just as important to you as if you were somebody with a big goal. It's really something that makes the difference between a fulfilling and a satisfying and meaningful life and a mediocre life. That's probably the simplest way I could describe it in my own words. I'd like to share with you now a story of showing up in my own life. And this is a really close to the bone story for me because I had to go through a lot of change and process a lot of old thinking patterns and get rid of them so that I could be the director of a successful company. Once upon a time before I was a coach, I was a co-owner and director and principal scientist of an environmental consulting firm. We ran a tight and successful ship. We had 40 staff. But it wasn't that way in the beginning. When the CEO and I started that company, just the two of us, there was a lot of banter and discussion, casual conversations and a few arguments about how things should be done. And I think that's fairly normal in any sort of business partnership. When you start out in a small business and you start building a business together, you're going to be getting to know each other and figuring out how things work, trial and lessons and changing things up and improving things. That's part of the, the gig. And also when you start a business, it's a little bit difficult in the beginning to get regular work. You kind of have this boom and bust situation where you have too many clients or not enough and you might swing between those two. So you need to learn how to plan and systemize and manage cash flow. And that's a stress and it's a stress on any personal relationship. So I digress back to my story and my company that I started. There was two of us and we ended up hiring a few staff. We hired a girl and then a guy, or actually the other way around, and then we hired a couple more. And as we started to build and systemize our business and we moved from a business incubator into a bigger premises, we got into this really terrible habit, the two of us, the CEO and I. We were carrying our criticism of each other and our arguments over into team meetings and open workspaces. So we were openly judgmental and critical at times in front of the staff. We were also pretty sloppy about running regular staff meetings. Sometimes we cancelled them at the last minute or we didn't have them because there weren't enough people around or we showed up late. We were really inconsistent. And these were just a couple of the things that weren't running as they should. We weren't really showing up. We weren't showing up as leaders. We weren't showing up as professional business people. And so the business was working, but it was a hard slog. We were trying to lead 10 staff at that time in a unified and cohesive direction. And yet our actions were demonstrating the opposite. Then... At a certain point in our company's growth, I think when we were around 12 staff, we recruited a new director to join us. So we had a management team of three. And he was a really great guy, very values driven, very strong leadership uh, traits. And he pulled me aside one day and said in a few quiet, calm words, something to the effect that it's probably not a good look for you and the other owner to criticize each other in front of the staff or to complain about them when they're not around. Whoa, 
ouch. <laughs> but that conversation was so important. It shifted my perspective 180 degrees. I realized then that myself and the two other directors were in charge of a company. You know, we were needing to lead by example. Our behavior was the direct opposite of what we were trying to create and what we were purporting to stand for. So I want to thank you, David, for that life-changing moment. It really was an incredibly life-changing moment for me because from then on, everything did change. I knew I had to start showing up and role modeling the values and behaviors that we wanted our company to stand for and to be known for. We wanted to be known as a company with integrity and complaining about someone or bitching about them or arguing with them in front of others is not integrity. So we had to change the way we dealt with each other on a personal level. I had to start showing up as a collaborative and empathetic leader. Quite a few things changed. I've got a bit of a list about what changed in the immediate months following that conversation with David. I stopped complaining about the CEO and he stopped complaining about me in front of other people. We learned to resolve our differences and challenges in a private, calmer way. We hired business coaches to help us to be better leaders and to plan more effectively to reduce the stress. We got conflict resolution and negotiation, negotiation training for ourselves and for the team so that we could get our team to behave in a way that demonstrated integrity and professionalism and respect for each other. We set and held staff meetings at the same time every week consistently and we held them no matter what. So we had this really stable, dependable, repeatable, consistent set of meetings that were documented and communicated. And it created a benchmark standard for how we wanted our company to run. We started and finished our meetings and events on time. We developed a strong brand. We got uniforms, so we all looked professional and we were bringing our brand personality into the world with an intention. We collaborated with our team to define our values from which we set our professional and personal standards. We pulled together some of the more competent team members and turned them into team leaders so that they had the opportunity to progress their careers and to set standards for those who worked for them. These were all brand new things for myself and for the CEO. We didn't come from those backgrounds. We weren't raised necessarily in those ways or taught some of those values. So it took some time and patience. But what happened was it launched our business into a professional outfit that was respected in our industry. Having all of those things in place, having that intention, that focus, that forward-looking way of thinking meant that we were able to hire another 30 staff. And we built our business from two specialised teams into six with a competitive advantage in three key areas of biological monitoring. That's what's possible when you show up. And so now back to you. Why would you show up and where would you show up in your life? If you've set yourself a big goal for your personal or your professional life, you're probably going to have to develop some new skills and become a different kind of person. You'll need to learn how to respect yourself. That's number one. And you'll need to think and act in a way that matches the caliber of the person that you're yearning to be. 
What does that look like for you now at the day-to-day level? What might your thoughts and actions need to become? If you were trying on the outfit of the person you wish to be, trying on their clothes to see how they fit, these are some of the thoughts and actions that might be part of your day. You might be starting the day with an intention and just spending a few minutes focusing on that to set yourself up for positive affirmative action. You might be making more positive commitments to yourself rather than beating yourself up. You might be doing what you say you will do no matter what instead of procrastinating or giving in to urges. You might be on time for appointments so that you're respecting the other person's time in the meeting. You might be finishing your appointments on time, respecting yourself and the other person's important tasks in their life. You might be more honest with yourself and others, not making excuses, but being candid and frank about what you're doing and why. You might be better at setting boundaries in all areas of your life. You might say what you mean and mean what you say rather than hiding behind excuses or avoiding conflict. You might be striving for facts rather than getting bogged down in name calling or judgment or criticism and that includes of yourself. You might be setting reasonable moral and ethical standards for yourself that you aspire to that make your life and your world a better place. You might be asking for help when you need it. You might be doing professional development work or personal development work to help your change become, uh, to help you change faster or, or in a better way or in a more intentional way. You might be setting aside judgment and learning empathy and compassion. You might be becoming more flexible and agile, letting go of things, learning to pivot. And you might be actively building resilience through some sort of daily practice. It's a big list. Some or all of these may be relevant to you. And as you can tell, it'll take time. There'll be some work. Maybe you're good at some of those things already. But if you want to do something or be something in your life, whether that's just to maintain your quality of life right now or to lose 10 kilos, to become a better teacher, to run your own business or to simply stop doing the things that you know are bad for you, this is your time. Define where you want to show up. Make a list of your traits. Define the traits that need to change. Then create a schedule of actions that you'll do repeatedly to start becoming the person that you want to be. If you need help with this process or want to learn how to coach yourself, visit melaniejwhite.com forward slash habitology for more information on my self-coaching membership. That's where we do a lot of this work and that's going to be our work for May this year. So I invite you to check it out. But at the very least, I invite you to show up in a way that you want in the areas that are important to you in your life. That's it from me for today. I look forward to seeing you at the next time we're together on this podcast. Go and be intentional. Have a great week. Bye for now. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.